Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. We observe today not a victory of party, but a celebration of freedom. Across the UK, online and on DAB, the independent republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. The Human Zoo, where they don't hide away the sick animals. Dangerous mid-morning debate with the great dictator. The independent republic of Mike Graham. It's time to attend you when I'm talking to you! On Talk Radio. Dismiss! Good morning and welcome to the Independent Republic of Mike Graham right here on Talk Radio. We have reached the end uh, of another tumultuous week uh, in the history of Britain, uh, in the history of Brexit, in the history of Parliament, in the history of England, Scotland, Northern Ireland and Wales. And here we are uh, consumed, uh, by the way, with indecision, consumed with doubt. Uh, We're guilty about almost everything. We feel as though somehow capitalism has failed the world. We feel as though somehow we're being told all the time by our political leaders that things should get better, but they never will. We're told all the time. Uh, that we should be doing more for those who are less fortunate than we are. We are told all the time uh, that we are negative, uh, that we are in losing uh, territory, that we will never ever uh, get back to the heights of where we once were. Well, I've got news for all of you doomsayers out there. I've got news for all of you gloom merchants. I'm going to be celebrating what is great to be British this morning because, quite frankly, I'm sick to death of hearing from the likes of Jeremy Corbyn that the gap between the rich and the poor is only going to get bigger. The fact that everybody's queuing up for food at food banks means that we are a nation that has failed our people. The fact that everybody is so miserable going to work every single day because they can't survive on the wages at which they actually make. I'm sick to death of all of the negativity. I'm going to celebrate what should be positive about this country. We live in a fantastic country. We live in a fantastic age. We live at a time when almost all diseases have been eradicated. We live at a time uh, when infant mortality is higher than it has ever been. We live in a time where there are even fewer poor people in the world than there have ever been. We live in a time when we should be looking forward, not backwards, to a great deal of prosperity, to a great deal of goodness, to a great life. A weekend is coming, right? People are going to be going to football matches. They're going to be having parties. Some people are going to bingo tonight, as far as I know. Uh, They're all going to be having a great time. People have got to be very, very happy about the fact that they're now enjoying themselves more than they ever have. We've got more leisure time than we've ever had. Uh, We've got more places to go than we could ever go before. We've got cheap flights taking us to all sorts of parts of the world that we would never have imagined going to. I'm sick to death of people telling me that I should be miserable, that I should be guilty, that I should be somehow doing better for other people, that I should somehow be paying more taxes, that we should somehow be doing uh, an awful lot more for those people that are less fortunate than we are. Why don't we just actually celebrate what is great about Britain? Why don't we celebrate what is 
going to be great about leaving the European Union. And why don't we celebrate Friday? Because it's also Burns Night, by the way, and we're going to get some haggis coming in. And we're also uh, going to have some whiskey as well. 0344 499 1000. Today, I only want to hear from people who are excited to be alive. I only want to hear from people who are not negative. I don't want to hear from the likes of the Ramonas who are complaining that we're going to leave Europe and it's all going to go to hell in a handcart. I don't want to hear from the ERG group who are going to tell me, oh, that uh, unless we have a no-deal Brexit, it's all going to be terrible. We're going to be slaves to the European Union for the rest of the time. Just shut up, the lot of you. Call me and tell me why you're happy to be alive. 0344 499 1000. And of course, as if you didn't need any other reason to be happy, have we got the Perrier Awards coming up later on as well. 0344 499 1000. This is Talk Radio. I'm Mike Graham. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. Now, uh, we are going to talk about happiness. We are going to talk about positivity. But we're also going to talk about Prince William because he came out the other day uh, and said that he wondered whether the great sort of tradition of having a British stiff upper lip actually might not be such a good thing in the long run. I'm not going to say one way or another whether he, of all people, should say something like that because he comes from, of course, the royal family, which is the very definition uh, of the stiff upper lip. The Queen herself uh, being uh, recorded this morning in The Times, no less, talking to the Women's Institute about how we should actually find common ground. We should stop arguing with each other so much and we should actually try and get on with each other a little bit better. That is being kind of seen as her intervention into Brexit. It's a very similar message to the one she gave out uh, over Christmas, of course, uh, when she gave her Christmas speech, uh, Christmas address to the nation. Um, But the bottom line for me uh, is that, look, if you want to cope with stuff in whichever way you want to cope with it, that is down to you. I don't think it's up to Prince William or anybody else to tell us whether we should have a stiff upper lip or a limp one. Because, quite frankly, it's none of his business, is it? 0344 499 1000. I don't really want a touchy-feely king. Thanks very much indeed. Uh, I prefer to have the Queen, who does have a stiff upper lip, but also is eminently sensible. Uh, and has heard, when she urges people to find common ground and respect for each other and different points of view, I think most people would agree with her. Uh, but let's talk, first of all, uh, to Peter in Folkestone and Mark in Castleford. Now, Mark, uh, a, very good mo- a very good afternoon to you, I should say. Before I talk to you, though, Mark, I want you to have a listen to this. Mr Speaker, the member for Islington North, will the real member please stand up? I was speaking this morning to channel my inner leader of the opposition to Mark from Castleford on talk radio, who said to me, we don't need an election because we don't have an opposition, they don't have a policy, there is no choice. We need Parliament to get on and implement Brexit. Now, Mark, I don't know what you make of that or whether you've ever heard it before, but George Freeman uh, was the MP that we were speaking to on uh, talk radio the other week. He was down in the tent with me uh, on uh, on the College Green, uh, and he quoted you in the Houses of Parliament in Prime Minister's Questions. What do you make of that? Hallelujah, Mike. That's hey. the word for the day. Hey, it is. I, um, yeah, I'm, well, I'm... I'm... I'm bald. Oh, I can remember it. Yeah, just a couple of weeks ago, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, but I mean, to be honest, we didn't actually know that he had done it that day because our political guy, Ross, uh, was with us in the tent and we weren't absolutely paying attention to every cough and spit of uh, Prime Minister's questions. But somebody alerted us to it uh, the other day. And uh, so there you have it. You've, you've now been... And that will mean, if you want to get a hold of it, by the way, that you will be in Hansard, you know, which is the record of all political business that goes on inside the House of Commons. Oh, I'll be next to some rogues there then, won't I? <laughs> you might be able to claim some expenses if you if you do it right. You never know. <laughs> I wouldn't dream of doing it, actually. No, of course, of course not. Now, what do you want to tell us? No, uh, but I, I couldn't agree with you more, Mike, about this um, uh, this happiness. Yeah. Well, not so much happiness. It's just that, you know, we're, we're a really good country, Mike. We shouldn't do ourselves down so much. Um, 
for goodness sake, people are risking everything to come here. Does that not tell you something about the sort of yeah, country we have? Exactly. I mean, just just look around. I mean, what it's become, it is a, it is. I mean, I don't want to sound too grumpy old man about it, but in comparison to when I was growing up, it's a fantastic place. To totally. Be. It's not per, it's not perfect, and that and that's where I have issues with people like Jeremy Corbyn. Mm. Is that you know they, they try to take a small issues and build them up to divide us really yes no i think divisiveness is what they do and and the less we listen to them the better i think you know and and yeah yes if you want to go and find poverty you can find it but i hate to say any economic historian worth their salt will tell you it was always the case and it will always be the case but i mean I, i just look at things such as consumer durables look at food look at life opportunities Look at look at the opportunities for my young children, and I think, good God, they're fantastic! Yeah. They're absolutely, you know, I mean, we're, we're a handful, literally a handful of countries. There's perhaps five or six where you would say they're the places I want to go. And I would I mean I would say to Jeremy Corbyn, name a, name any country that is significantly better for life opportunities yes. than here. Well, we're always struggle. going to be in the top five of anybody's list, aren't we? Yeah, and I think we've. I mean, the, in in terms of economic. Uh, you know, the ones that are above us are America, Japan, yeah. India, China. Mm. There you go. Would, yeah. you, would you rather go there? In terms of an economy, yes, so. that's true. But no, in terms of lifestyle, absolutely not. I mean, the other thing I saw the other day, and as I said, I mentioned it, I think, to Julie Hartley Brewer, in terms of places where you feel safe walking home at night, there was an awful lot of countries that you would imagine people would feel safer in than here. But actually, uh, Britain was very high up on that list as well. Places like Australia, very dangerous place to walk home. Places like Brazil, very dangerous. Places like Austria, you know, places like France, more dangerous than here. I think, Mike, as well, there's something cultural here, and, and perhaps Prince William touched upon it. We have a wonderful way here of dealing with adversity, and yeah. it's that self-deprecating mm. humour that we have. We've always had it. Yeah. Satire, irony, pathos, and that is something which, I, you know, having been to many other countries, not they don't understand the fact that we've got through some terrible times by almost laughing at ourselves and yeah. saying, you know what, it, it might be bad now, but it will get better. Sure. We've had it worse. No, exactly. And you know what? I mean, people will probably castigate me for this, but I've always said about the one thing that was good about the Tony Blair government was that when he came in, there was a great feeling of optimism in the country. People started to believe in themselves again because he told them to, you know? And in fact, we haven't really had that feeling since then. No, and, and you, you're right to pick up on Theresa May and, and Jeremy Corbyn. The, the pair of them really are. They, they kind of suck the life out of the they room, do. don't they? They do. And, and Jeremy Corbyn, I mean, look, he's, I'm not his greatest fan, as you may tell, but he was a man who thought it was a really good idea to go to East Germany. Yeah. Now, that was a state that was shooting its own people yeah. if they attempted to leave. Yeah. He thought that was better to go there. Now, that's all you need to know about sure. that, man. No, I think you're absolutely right, Mark. Well, listen, uh, very glad that uh, you've made it into Hansard and very glad that you've got a mention uh, in Parliament. And uh, may, long may it continue. Let's talk to Peter, uh, who's in Folkestone. Hello, Peter. Hi, uh, Mike. How are you doing? Very well, sir. What would you like to say? Well, following on what you've just said uh, with Mark from uh, from Castleford mm. there, uh, I, I went away this morning uh, and, listen, and did some uh, research. And um, according to Statista.com, you know, the UK has the fifth largest uh, GDP by ranking in in 2017, and the only countries higher than us are Germany, Japan, China, and the United States. We also have 
one of the lower sets of youth unemployment yeah. across the whole of Europe. Where and and bizarrely, when you and Mark were talking, the most attractive countries for the world's workers, there are five: U, U.S., Germany, Canada, Australia, and the U.K. And previously, the U.K. was in 2014 higher than Germany. Really? But since Brexit, they say. But however, they don't say what part. And what what I would argue is, since all the negative chat about Brexit, since all the negative doom gloom. We're all going to fall down and croak over the next couple of days. Yeah, that that has not helped. No. And all these people that have talked down our country are flat out straight. They are equally as responsible as any Brexit. You know, they blame Brexit voters. Well, actually, if you jump onto a bandwagon and you say everything will be rubbish, then you take some responsibility for knocking out the enthusiasm and the future view of this country. This country, I've worked in Germany over the last six years. I've worked in France and other places. And this is one story I always tell German people Mm. so they try and understand British humour. There was a guy in the UK who wrote a book called 50 Crap Towns. And he named 50 crap towns in the UK, right? And he published the book. And then he sent it out, and he was inundated with squillions of emails, right? Right. And it wasn't because people were complaining about the towns he mentioned. They were demanding to know why their town wasn't included (laughs) in the 50 crap towns. Right, absolutely right. So he had to actually put another volume out. Mm. To, to allow for all these public... And German people don't understand. And they go, but this is terrible. Go, no, 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 no. This is British people who choose to be competitive about everything. Yes. And if you say we're better, we'll say we're best. Yes. If you say we're, you know, this is rubbish, we'll say we're worse. Right. We haven't... We haven't well, I mean, uh, one of my uh, favourite... Uh, enthusiasm. One of my favourite things we did this week was the, um, the tuneless choir. You know, only in this country could you be celebrating people who can't sing joining a choir. You know, well, and apparently it's becoming country, a massive uh, thing. Mike, I, th- this is a horrible thing to say about, you know, the young prince, right? But only, only a British royal could talk about a mental health um, s- situation and do an interview with a person called Lady Gaga to actually <laughs> clarify the point. Well, indeed. I think a, 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 many a truer word said in jest. Peter, thank you very much indeed. Uh, Peter in Folkestone. Let's talk to Jay, uh, who's in Southampton. Hello, Jay. Hello, Mike. I, I, hello, Mike. I just wanted to say that um, I think we live in an absolutely great country. And yes. I think what you've done on your show today is we've been needing to have a, have a debate like this for a while. I mean, look at the uh, we're a fantastic country. We've got law and order. We've got good education. We've got free health care. Um, you know, if you go to work, you, you can have foreign holidays every yep. year. You can shop seven days a week. You yep. can eat till you go pop. Everybody's got um, a massive television. Absolutely. And people go back to the past. I mean, I was born in 69, so I was 10 years old in 79. Right. You know, if I, I was a young boy then, but things were pretty drab. I mean, Sundays, the world, you know, England would come to a halt. All the shops would be shot. Right. You only had a couple of t- channels to look at on the telly. People have got it so good now, they forget just how 
how far we've come in the last 40 years. Uh, well, do you know, years. also as an exercise just in psychology this morning, right, I actually feel better now than I did when I started the show. And I'm sure that it has something to do with listening to loads of people like yourself agreeing with me that we do live in a great place. We do have great opportunities. We are very fortunate and we should be more uh, willing to celebrate that. And I actually feel great about all that. Absolutely. I've had a spring in my step all morning. Great, brilliant. wait to come on here <laughs> and just say what a great country we are. Yeah. And we yeah. should all think positive. And we need, and I, and I also want to say, I think you're getting a bit soft in your old age. You had an interview this week with that. Was he called Stephen Doherty? Oh, Stephen um, Doherty, yeah. No, he's blocked me oh, on Twitter. Don't worry about that. I thought you was going to rip him a new backside. But well, I, I thought I, I did. I, I think I think he thinks I did. But, I mean, he still hasn't put up those emails that he said he was going to put up on his Twitter account. No, because they don't exist. No, exactly. It's, it's, <laughs> um, anyway, it's a great country. Well done, Mike. Um, and I just want to say, also, I'm a Remainer. But with what's gone on with the EU, I think now perhaps we're better off getting out. And, you know, we'll just go out there and we'll make it work. And, and of course we've we will. never had it so good. Of course we will. And you know what, Jay? Maybe it will actually get better. You never know. What a great call, Jay. Thank you very much indeed. So many tremendous calls today. People absolutely buying into the idea of positivity. It's not just about being happy. You don't have to be happy all the time. I mean, there's nothing more irritating than somebody who's happy all the time. I'm not suggesting that. But at least we don't have to be miserable all the time either. And there's nothing wrong with being annoyed. There's nothing wrong with being sad. There's nothing wrong with occasionally being irritable about something however uh, the bottom line is basically it's much better to be positive rather than to be negative craig says this is a great country mg you are spot on i've traveled a lot but i always miss this country and the way of life i can walk 10 minutes from my flat and have better pasta on bermondsey street at the flower and grape than i can anywhere in italy says it all there are some great restaurants in Bermondsey Street, by the way. That's in part of London that you may not know about if you're not from London. Uh, but there are also some pretty good restaurants in Italy, I think you'll find. Maybe you need to travel a bit more, particularly in the north, uh, I would suggest. Uh, I'm going to go there soon, I can tell you that. Uh, lots more to come, of course, including uh, the Perrier Awards and some haggis coming up for Burns Night. This is Talk Radio. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham. Loads going on today. Lots of happy people and lots of respectful, uh, positive people calling us uh, to give us uh, their uh, to give us their view of why uh, living here in Britain is actually a great thing. Uh, Ria says this: How nice to hear British people being positive about their country. It always astounds me how derogatory uh, British can be about themselves. I'm a foreigner and I love it here. Polite, respectful, safe country. Thank you. Wasn't well, that a nice thing to say? Let's talk to Mike, uh, who's up in York. Hello, Mike. Afternoon, mate. Afternoon, how are you? Yes, I'm I'm planning to. Well, happiness uh, for me is through my stomach. Is it? Stew and dumplings, you can't beat it. (laughs) What about some haggis today? It's Burns night, for heaven's sake. Uh, I don't think I'll have time to get that, but I'll certainly have a a dram of whiskey with it. Okay, well, that's good. Well, you try haggis if you've never had it. It's it's a very, very interesting taste. Oh, I did say that. I've had it. Uh It's just that I, I haven't got it in the freezer. Oh, I see. Well, you can always go and get one, I'm sure. I mean, there might be a run on them at this time of the, uh, the year, but uh, you should be able to get one. Maybe, maybe. Right. But you're right. Let's be happy. I mean, bar- barbecue weather's coming up. We've got York races coming up. Yeah. Why can't anybody round York not be happy? Yes, I know. What a beautiful city to be happy in as well. 
every day is an holiday. Yeah. You know, people come here for an holiday. Well, right. I'm fortunate and privileged to live here. Yeah. And not to put too fine, but it's a beautiful city. The food here. Yeah. Uh, you can wander around the city. I never get tired of looking at the yeah. architecture. It's beautiful. It a, and when we have the races, Mike, mm. we'll have the Irish people coming over. Yeah. And we'll get on like a house on fire. All this about troubles not doesn't exist. No, of course. No, they're wonderful. They are wonderful. Mike, thank you very much indeed. Have a great weekend. Let's talk to Rainbow George, a man I've spoken to for many years, but not for a while. George, a very good afternoon to you. Oh, good afternoon to you. Really happy. Now, do you know you and I probably first started talking on the radio about 10 years ago? Was it? Something like that. It's, I've been talking on the radio for 35 years now. Well, I haven't been on the radio that long. No, but uh, <laughs> all to no effect. <laughs> well, you say and, to no effect, but uh, surely not to no effect. Surely maybe oh. just to the effect that it's made you happy. Well, 35 years ago, I entered the political arena with oh. a party called Catching Rainbows Universal Party. Yeah. And I was campaigning for Britain and Ireland to join together and become... Did you ever stand in an election? Oh, lots of elections. Did you lose your deposit every time? Of course I did. <laughs> I mean, How the very first British. one was at Enfield, <laughs> Enfield Southgate in right. 1984, just after the Brighton bombing. Right. And uh, stood against Michael Portillo and others, thinking I was going to sweep to victory mm. and got 48 votes. Well, you know, optimism is always a good thing. Yes. Well, I, I'm optimistic that... Uh, the people of Britain and Ireland are going to join together and lead the way to a, a, a world of wonders. We're, we're going to become the the wise islands, Wales Island, Scotland, England spells out wise. So we're going to uh, transform into the wise islands and we, we will lead the way to a world that has no countries or governments well as you say you have been saying this for a long time and it hasn't actually happened yeah well it's going to happen i i'm convinced of it it's all well i mean the only people who would like that to happen or have a model similar to that is the european union they'd love the idea that there are no countries in europe apart from those which are governed by the european union bureaucrats in brussels no we've got to start thinking about the the new European Union, NEU, and and uh, and the people of Britain and Ireland joining together. So it's a it's a Brexit to Brexit. So it's a sort of our islands joining together and and leading the way to a, a world of wonders and having a a, a one world government to replace government. Yeah. We, we we need to create a a virtual intelligence that, that operates as a loving God and looks after all of us, gives us all uh, the equivalent of 100 quid a day and, and makes life <laughs> easy for well, all listen, of us. Well, listen, it's a very nice aim. Uh, uh, but However, uh, I'm not sure it's going to happen in my lifetime, probably not in yours. But, George, thank you very much indeed. Uh, good to talk to you again. And uh, to know that you still believe in all that stuff, even though every time you get the opportunity to stand in an election, uh, nobody ever votes for you. It's not a problem. That is not the problem. The problem is people being negative rather than George and people like him being positive. I'd rather hear from him uh, than negative people who always want to do everybody down and tell us all how terrible everything's going to be. Because uh, it ain't going to be that terrible. It's going to be fine. Trust me. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. It's 12.33. It's Friday. It's time for this. 
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Perrier Awards. Different music for this one. It was the is same that, last week. Was it? Yeah. No, I don't remember that. For the new year, yeah. Oh, was it for the new year? See, yeah. this is the thing. I don't notice these things. It's like when they put the Christmas tree up downstairs, uh, and I go, oh, you put the Christmas tree up. They went, it was here a week ago. You know and it's I gone go, now. Uh, I do know it's gone. Yeah, I did notice the day it went. Uh, I've still got my Christmas tree up, by the way, because uh, <laughs> do you know what? I bought this little small plastic tree because one of my sons was coming to visit me, and we put little lights on it, and I quite like it. And also, I've got nowhere to put it, so it's still there. You're going to be like one of those Mr. Christmases who turn yeah, up on the news and I celebrate Christmas Next every time day. Next time I need a Mr. Christmas. Anyway, the voice you can hear is that of uh, Cornelius Mendez, who is, of course, our producer. Uh, he's put together the Perriers uh, for one more week, apparently with the new piece of music which we had last week. Uh, so off you go. Yes, welcome one and all to another glittering edition of the Perry Awards. As you will know by now, this is where we cast our ears back over the past week of the so-called Independent Republic of so Mike cool. Graham and choose our favourite moments. So without further ado, let's begin. As is tradition, the mm. first one goes to you, Mike. Thank you. Uh, you've won the Perrier for the oddest suffix of the week. And I'm speaking to many Tory MPs and various other people down in Westminster last week. And we were down there in the talk radio tent of, of shame. <laughs> <laughs> the talk radio tent of shame. If only it was. Yes. It wasn't really, was it? No, not no. really. It's just... A gazebo. Yeah. Uh, a favourite now. It's best impression of the week. That goes to defence journalist Sean Raymond on for his take on a person who has just had his first sip of an incredibly refreshing drink. Um, is there no kind of one single body that's lobbying the government on, on their behalf, as it were? Or could there be? <laughs> it wasn't that hard a question, was it? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Barry Mortimer from mm. the Federation of Master Builders oh, yes. uh, wins not only the Perrier for the funniest named organisation, but he also wins the award for Word Counter of the Week. Well, that's right. And a word that you used earlier that I really like is common sense. Yeah. There are... <laughs> I did look at you when he said that as two words, right? Yeah. It's like a bit of uh, the charades game. <laughs> First word, common. <laughs> Uh, over to caller Craig in Oxford. Mm. He wins the Perrier for the best Barry White of the week. Let's go back to the phone. So Craig uh, is in Oxford. Hello, Craig. Afternoon, Mike. Uh, morning. It's not quite there yet. Oh, You've got five minutes to go. <laughs> unless, you're in a, unless you're in a different time zone, obviously, in Oxford. I'm, my wish. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? The Love Walrus. <laughs> it sounds like the anonymous voice it on does Crime, Crime yeah, Watch. It does, yeah. When they put it through the rigger or whatever they put it through. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, another pair of favourite now, it's Noise of the Week. That goes to Angela Knapp, of course, from the Oxford Tuneless Choir. Well, it started three years ago with somebody in Nottingham who, when she was a little girl, was told that she's, she shouldn't sing. Uh, her music teacher, grrr, said to her, don't <laughs> That was very out of character, I thought, as well. Yeah. Because, you know, she's basically a very uh, charming woman and suddenly just goes, grrr, for no reason. <laughs> I was quite puzzled by that one. Mm. Uh, congratulations to Ryan in the New Forest, who clearly put a lot of effort before his call. Um, he wins the Perrier for Best Prepared Joke of the Week. It does. I was cracking up earlier about the drone with the laser on the pothole. <laughs> so I just imagined some hippie <laughs> underneath it going, I'm a pothead, not a pothole. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Thank yeah. you for that. Oh. Yeah, you put a bit too much work into <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Clearly rehearsed. Yes. Uh, back to you, Mike. Yes. Congratulations for winning the best marketing campaigner mm. of the week for this moment when speaking to our political editor, Ross Kempsell. 
a slightly different development uh, at PMQs. Mr Corbyn made reference to a talk radio exclusive story which we broke yesterday about the number of cabinet ministers who are at the World yes, Economic I saw Forum. Yeah, in fact, I retweeted it. There you go. <laughs> well, I just thought I should tell him in case he hadn't spotted that. Perfectly. Um, Jasper Hamill, one of our favourite tech experts mm. regularly on the show, he wins the Perrier for best tangent of the week for managing to crowbar this little anecdote when he should have been discussing robot valet drones being used at airports. The first time I went to Glastonbury, actually, I, I paid a man of £5 to smuggle me in on the back of a pig farming truck. <laughs> <laughs> That was a great, unusable <laughs> anecdote, really, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, why would you even come out with that? <laughs> it's like he had it lying around yeah. and went, ah, oh, just you better tell in. somebody about the pink truck. <laughs> um, another one for you, Mike. Mm. Question of the week. Is there a worldwide shortage of pig organs? Well, I'm afraid I can't answer that question. I mean, we know many things here at the Independent Republic, but pig organs, not yeah. a speciality of mine, I'm afraid. Surprisingly, nobody actually uh, tweeted no in to, yeah. to, to tell me either. You know, still don't know. It's a problem. Uh, Rachel Jewell absolutely delivered the goods yesterday mm. when it came to Gaffer the Week. A group of MPs calling for a people's vote wanted to table an amendment to Theresa May's Brexit plan, but they say it won't pass without Jeremy Corbyn's backing. Or Talk Radio's political editor Ross Kempsell explains. At a time. <laughs> oh, I still haven't got over that. not one. Ross. It's <laughs> we'll certainly gone you... under a bit of a change there. <laughs> we'll bring you that audio <laughs> later. <laughs> Yeah, that was a bit worrying, really, to be honest. <laughs> Always fun. Uh, and finally, mm. we should end with the best ending of a show this week. Congratulations to Matthew Wright. Now, mm. listen carefully to hear the end of our show from Wednesday. So Matthew Wright and Kevin O'Sullivan coming up after the news at one. <laughs> Talk radio. <laughs> that was him throwing up in the corner, wasn't it? Yeah, it's just the last thing yeah. you heard. Yeah, nervous the before a show. show yes. Yeah. Uh, that's it for the Perry Awards this week. There will be more next Friday at the same time. The Perrier Awards on Talk Radio. More gun talk from a water pistol from the Farmer of Fury. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. This is the Independent Republic of Mike Graham. Of course, uh, it is Burns Night as well. And I'm delighted to say that we've finally got to the important part of the show. Having told everybody how great life is and how brilliant uh, the future is going to be, I'm now joined by Callum McKinnon, co-founder of Mac and Wild, which is a, ch- a Scottish chain of restaurants, believe it or not, which I'm amazed, Callum, I've never been to or heard of. Yeah, well... Now's your chance. Yeah, well, um, <laughs> so yeah, we've got two sites in London yeah. um, and one up in the, in the Highlands. Yeah, um, I noticed that you're followed on Twitter by the Torridon Hotel. Yes. Uh, which is one of my favourite places in the world, yes. I have to tell you. I mean, if you haven't been to Loch Torridon and stayed at that hotel there, you haven't lived. It's absolutely incredible. Oh, it's absolutely stunning up there. It's isn't beautiful, it? isn't it? Our site up in the Highlands, it's um, at Falls of Shin, so you can see the kind of salmon jumping. Right. It's, it's like um, two miles down a single track. Yeah. So beautiful. And it's beautiful. So where are you from in Scotland? Uh, so I'm from Aberdeen originally. Okay. Um, and then I went to university in Edinburgh. All right. And, um, well, I used to do a radio show at Talk 107. I don't know if that was around when you were in Edinburgh, but uh, it was a radio station in Edinburgh for a while. Yeah. Which is now no longer, unfortunately. But uh, did the Edinburgh Festival a couple of times. Edinburgh's yeah. a great place. I love it. Yeah. Love it very much. So what have you brought in for us today? Because it's, of course, Burns Night, which means uh, for those Sassanaks who are out there who don't know, uh, you eat haggis, you eat tatties, and you eat neeps which, of course, is um, Scottish for turnips. 
Yeah, and indeed, indeed. I, I guess, um, yeah, uh, on Burns Night, you can have the kind of traditional haggis, neeps, and tatties yeah. that, 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 that's very well known. Um, at Mac and Wild, we, we do do the haggis, neeps, and tatties, but we've kind of done a sort of more modern sort of take on that. And we've okay. created a, a haggis, neeps, and tatties um, burger. Wow. And um, you brought one in. Yeah, well, I brought, I brought two in. Um, so we did this in conjunction this with... This looks uh, great. And it's and it's hot, so I can actually eat this now. Yeah, well, this I? just came from the restaurant, and we've got the gravy. Fantastic. So um, we did a sort of collaboration wow. with uh, with Hague Club. It looks like it's on a kind of muffin. Is that right? That is right. Yeah. So this is a whiskey. So would you pour that on the top of it? Yeah. Well, no. So yeah, you open up the lid, and yeah. then you you pour the whiskey gravy. Okay. Um, over the over the burger. That looks very good indeed. Actually, and so the bur- is the burger sort of genuinely made from. Um, Haggis, neeps, and tatties just kind of mixed up. Um, yeah, so into a patty, the, the, like. well, the burger itself, it's actually it's, it's about fifteen percent venison. It's also got black, okay. black pudding in it as well. Right. Very um, nice. Sounds very rich. Yeah, and then it's got this whiskey, um, whiskey gravy right. that, that gives it that, that, that juiciness. So, because I mean, haggis has now become a thing, hasn't it? Where I was saying to you before, years and years ago, when I was a kid, like we used to all celebrate Burns Night, but you could only really go to places like Fortnum and Masons and, and Harrods to get yeah, haggis. Yeah. Now you can get one in Tesco's. Yeah, well, no, it's definitely it's becoming a thing, and what no, I love. Take a bite of this if you don't I, mind. Yeah, no, on you go. Yeah, what I love down here in London is, um, yeah, people go crazy for Burns down here, mm. and um, so we were fully booked for dinner uh, in November um, for Burns night, mm. um, and that's why we kind of decided, well, let's do these kits where people can come into the restaurant and they can actually buy a kit to take home. Oh, okay, so what's in the kit? So in the kit, um, there's a Monroe's haggis, um, there's some uh, tatties, there's neeps. Um, there's a little, there's 50, mil, uh, 50 milliliters of uh, Hague Club Clubman okay. um, for your whiskey sauce. And, and we've also got a recipe book and a guide. So in the guide, it will mm. help you host the perfect burns. Oh, excellent. So let's have a look in, and let's see what's inside the guide. Do you have the ode to the haggis in here as well, presumably? Uh, yeah, so the address is in there. Um, some of his more famous poetry so is, is in there. And then we've got uh, Old Lang Syne, the words for that, because we encourage everyone to, to sing that at the end of the night. And it's a great event in Scotland, isn't it, when you go to a burn? night you know one of those with the bagpipes and they pipe the haggis in and all of that it's a fantastic event. yeah definitely we've got that going on in our sites uh in in london so we've got pipers we've got scottish country dancers mm. and we're even doing a silent uh Kaylee, um oh, disco outside in the square <laughs> so that's always good yeah that's, that's, that's and it's the fun. eve is it not no it's not the eve of the six nations is it? it's that's next weekend yeah the six nations kicks off next weekend so mm. we're, yeah, we're excited about that as mm. well but great so you've got the finishing put the toast to the lassies, uh, which in this day and age is actually rather brave of you. Toast to the laddies as well. Yeah, well, there's a toast to the lassies and a toast to the laddies. Yeah. So yeah, mm. it's, um... this was originally a short speech given by a male guest in thanks to the women who had prepared the meal. However, today in our modern world, the toast is yours to write, a reflection, an ode, or whatever he may wish. Just remember, it will be followed by a reply from the lassies. So we make it amusing rather than offensive, <laughs> which is always a good piece of advice, I would imagine. Yeah, now, when indeed. you make the tatties, do they always have to be mashed? Because that was how I always had them. I had them kind of mashed up as well, and then and then the, the, the neeps would be mashed on the side as well. Yeah, traditionally, and as I said, we do serve the kind of traditional haggis, neeps, and tatties in the restaurant. Um, so, yeah, traditionally, yes, but... Um, in the restaurant, as, as well as um, obviously traditional haggis, neeps, and tatties, we, we do haggis pops, which is like little deep fried kind of balls of haggis. Okay. Uh, we've got haggis uh, mac and cheese. Right. 
and then obviously the the, the haggis neeps and taddy's burger which were running and do you make your weeks. own haggis or do you get it in from somewhere um, else so we get we get our haggis from Monroe's uh, from dingwall um so they've been around for over 100 years right. um i think their haggis is fantastic but we also we we run haggis making master classes uh, okay. at our sites in london right um so we actually make our own haggis and we show people how to make haggis then wow and, and what other sort of things do you have in the restaurant then what sort of scottish fare would you sell um, well, yeah, so venison is a, is our sort of core. Mm. Um, so my business partner's family uh, own Art Guy Game up in the Highlands, so all the game kind of comes from yeah. there. Okay. Um, and all the all the game is completely wild, so there's nothing nothing farmed. Mm. So we think it's really important to know. Very organic. You, yeah, exactly. It's mm. really important to know where your meat. That's came an from. important thing now, isn't it? I think more and more people, even if they would never have considered it, say five or six years ago are now thinking more about that. Yeah, definitely. And on our menu, we, we clearly say where everything comes from. We even say who hunted the, hunted the oh, deer really? that kind of right. uh, that, that day. So yeah, animal welfare is, 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 is an integral part to our kind of business and, right. and, and using wild kind of produce mm. as opposed to kind of farmed. And what about the whiskey front? Because you've obviously got hundreds probably of whiskies. Um, we hear an awful lot now about gin being uh, uh, distilled in Scotland. Yeah. I think Scotland is now the biggest centre of distilled gin in the world. Bizarrely, yeah. all of these little sort of tiny distilleries that are growing up. But I mean, how do you choose a whiskey to go with the haggis? It's difficult. Like whiskey for me, it's um, yeah. There's a whiskey for everyone in the end of the day. Yeah. Like, and I I see so many people in Mac and Wild, and when I speak to them, they're like, oh, I don't like whiskey. But there is a whiskey for everyone. It's about kind of yeah leading them into it, mm. and it's about enjoying whiskey however you want it. Like, there's yeah. no right or wrong way to enjoy whiskey, whether it's whether it's with a mis- uh, mixer or whether it's yeah with ice. Like, uh, yeah, it's yours to enjoy as you want it. Yeah, basically. I mean, I actually went to an event, funnily enough, because um, there's a new show a tv show out on amazon um called the three drinkers i don't know if you've seen it or heard of it where they basically just travel around in, uh, in scotland yeah. visiting different distilleries yeah and so they the, the amazon put on this party at the dorchester and it was whiskey only so you could uh, there was a stall over here where you could get um you know just drams and and, and shots of whiskey and then there was another guy making cocktails old yeah. fashions and all that yeah. kind of thing it was brilliant i mean I'm, i myself am a kind of a malt whiskey man i suppose uh, of the lighter variety, yeah, rather than the peaty variety, yeah. And I, I used to remember where they all came from, but um, from my time up there. But I think it was at Speyside. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. They're are, the slightly are, easier, so, so slightly we've, lighter we've, ones. Yeah, so we've sort of segmented on you rather than kind of region because a lot of people don't really kind of fully understand most what the different don't. regions yeah no. so most so we actually we've segmented our menu into flavor profile mm. okay so it's a lot easier and a lot more approachable and yeah, yeah we, we we really want more people to be enjoying whiskey yes. and we're, we're working closely with a lot of the whiskey brands to okay. kind of do that and we, right. we use whiskey and we've got a lot of whiskey cocktails mm. and whiskey highballs yeah and actually using whiskey in cooking like for example we're using yeah hague club in the, funnily enough, gravy. I, the first time i ever had whiskey in anything um in terms of food was once i was at a new year's eve party in new york and it was some Scottish people throwing it, and they had little whisk, a uh, little um, sort of haggis cupcakes almost yeah. with whiskey poured on them. Yeah, and it tasted great. It goes yeah. really well with haggis. Yeah, well, whiskey gives you that kind of like sort of. I, I guess depends what whiskey you use, but for example, gives you a bad hangover though. Uh, yeah, um, if <laughs> you drink too much, too much of it, yeah. yeah. But um, we do a whiskey espresso martini, and, mm. and that smokiness gives oh, wow. the espresso martini a real kind of um, okay. yeah, depth to it. So. Okay, and do you sell the really, really expensive ones as well? Because you know, I've always thought that that, that, that some. I mean, I was I was told I think once by like Jolly Walker Blue Label and stuff like yeah. that. Uh, is is kind of for the American market because the people over there a bit uh, sort of think if you charge them a hundred dollars for a yeah. bottle, it must be great. Yeah. But, it's, but it's a blended whiskey; it can't yeah. be that good, can it? Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm actually a big fan of Johnny Walker. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm not having a go at them. I'm just yeah. saying the you know the fact that it's older than the fact that they sell it as like a twelve year old blended whiskey. Yeah. 
doesn't really make it any better. Yeah, yeah. I guess we've got a, a wide range of whiskeys, and um, yeah, we've got some expensive stuff. And, yeah. But yeah, ultimately, we're trying to get more people into whiskey, so yes. we're really kind of focusing more on the kind of the more approachable mm. kind of sort of lower entry kind okay of well i'm delighted to see that you brought this bag in here we're going to put a picture out of it a little bit later on it's the mackinwell butcher's bag and it's got um inside it as as we were saying earlier it's got a haggis it's got some potatoes it's got some whiskey it's got some uh, a turnip as well and i'm going to be eating that a bit later on well, yeah I, ho I hope you use this tonight no i will amazing absolutely right because i mean burns night is to be celebrated on burns night yeah, yeah. i mean that's one of the problems of when i used to be in uh, Glasgow it wasn't always the same night it was sometimes you'd have to have a Burns night on the night that it was maybe Wednesday yeah, yeah. and then have another one on the Saturday yeah so are you doing it just tonight or are you doing it all weekend? Uh, our big celebration is tonight obviously yesterday we were having um we had the haggis making master classes but we're doing our haggis neeps and taddy burger every day until the 3rd of February oh, so are you? people get a chance to come in and enjoy okay. it and try it brilliant well Callum McKinnon co-founder of the uh, uh, Mac and Wild restaurant chain it sounds like a great place to visit I'm going to definitely have to come and sample some of your whiskey cocktails because that sounds like a, a very good afternoon ruined <laughs> I'll be very very happy across the UK online and on DAB the independent republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio so if you enjoyed that be sure to catch the whole show 10 to 1 Monday to Friday on Talk Radio via DAB online or via the Talk Radio app if you have an opinion on the stories we cover, we'd love to hear from you. Call us 0344 499 1000 or tweet at Talk Radio during the show to have your say. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio.